Holy Father in heaven, thank you for making us to be among the living today. We thank you, Lord, for showing your goodness and mercy to us. Father in heaven, we bring ourselves to you today for you to consecrate us to your service. We ask, Lord, that as we read and go through our devotion, that you will grant to us the gift of your spirit. We need you more than ever before. We have temptations to face. We have trials to meet, and we cannot meet it in our own strength. Therefore, Lord, we pray that this devotion shall help us, lift us up to heaven, and grant us strength to live for you today and to face today's trials and temptations. Help us, Lord, to speak words that will be blessings to all who will listen. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Our High Calling, May 5. Seek God with all the heart. Turn you to the stronghold, ye prisoners of hope. Even today do I declare that I will render double unto thee. Zechariah chapter 9 verse 12. We need to educate the soul to lay hold and hold fast the rich promises of Christ. The Lord Jesus knows that it is not possible for us to resist the many temptations of Satan only as we shall have divine power given us from God. He well knows that in our own human strength we should surely fail. Therefore, every provision has been made, that in every emergency and trial we shall flee to the stronghold. We have the word of promise from lips that will not lie. We must individually cherish the faith that we receive of him the things that he has promised. God will be to us everything will we will let him be. Our languid, half-hearted prayers will not bring us returns from heaven. Oh, we need to to press our petitions. Ask in faith. Wait in faith. Receive in faith. Rejoice in hope. For everyone that seeketh, findeth. Be in earnest in the matter. Seek God with all the heart. People put soul and earnestness into everything they undertake in temporal things until their efforts are crowned with success. With intense earnestness, learn the trade of seeking the rich blessings that God has promised, and with persevering determined effort, you shall have His light and His truth and His rich grace. In sincerity, in soul hunger, cry after God. Wrestle with the heavenly agencies until you have the victory. Put your whole being into the Lord's hands, soul, body, and spirit, and resolve to be His loving, consecrated agency 
moved by his will, controlled by his mind, infused by his spirit. Tell Jesus your wants in the sincerity of your soul. You are not required to hold a long controversy with or preach a sermon to God, but with a heart of sorrow for your sins, say, Save me, Lord, or I perish. There is hope for such souls. They will seek, they will ask, they will knock, and they will find. When Jesus has taken away the burden of sin that is crushing the soul, you will experience the blessedness of the peace of Christ. Amen. The title of our devotion is Seek God with All the Heart. Our key text is Zechariah 9 verse 12 which says, Turn you to the stronghold, ye prisoners of hope. Even today do I declare that I will render double unto thee. We are going to be looking at prayer from the context of the prayer of faith, importunate, fervent and earnest prayer. So far we have said much about the prayer of faith and we cannot overemphasize how important it is that our prayers always be prayers of faith. Having met all the conditions and also the right manner of prayer, if we do not have faith, if our prayers are not prayers of faith, then our prayers will not answer, will not be answered. In the book of James chapter 1 verse 5, we are told, If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, not in wavering. For he that wavereth is like the uh, wave of the sea that is driven and tossed about by the wind. Let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. James 1 verse 5 to 8. Verse 7 there is very key. After saying that we must ask in faith and comparing one who doesn't have faith to the waves of the sea, the conclusion in verse 7 is, Let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Not just wisdom now, because James was saying, ask for wisdom. But in verse 7, he's saying not just wisdom, nothing. You won't receive anything from the Lord if your prayer is not a prayer of faith. So I would emphasize again what it means to pray the prayer of faith. To have faith means to believe in what God has said he would do and accept his conditions for his fulfilling of the things that he said he would do. So practically, what does that mean? God says in John 1 John 1 verse 9, if, any, if, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. The word if is a conditional statement. So we see that there is a condition to be fulfilled there. If you confess our sins, then you activate God's promise. The promise is he is faithful and just to forgive. That promise is not activated unless the condition is fulfilled. God has already put it in action. It is left for you to press the button, activate the promise. And how do you activate it? 
fulfill the condition, then ask in faith. So how do you do that? You go on your knees and you mention your sin by name and that is you confessing the sin. This is what I have done wrong, Lord. And when you mention that sin by name, you can now ask for forgiveness. And having asked, it is now your duty to believe. That is the prayer of faith now. You must not ask as though you are not sure the Lord is going to do what he said he will do. You must believe that what he said he will do, he will do. How do we know that you have faith? If you believe that he will do what he said he will do, it will show in your rejoicing. I read from our devotion today, our high calling, one, page 131, paragraph 3 says, Our languid, half-hearted prayers will not bring us returns from heaven. Oh, we need to press our petitions. Ask in faith. Wait in faith. Receive in faith. Rejoice in hope. For everyone that seeketh, findeth. If you indeed have asked in faith and received in faith in this context of 1 John 1 verse 9, that means you have received forgiveness. Therefore, if you rise from that prayer, you are to rejoice in hope. If you rise and you are still feeling gloomy, it shows that you are still doubting whether the Lord will forgive you your sins even though you fulfill the condition. But I still want to point out in that prayer I just mentioned of confessing the sins, there is still another condition. Jesus said, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. For if we do not forgive those who uh, offend us, God will not also forgive us our sins. So, if you are asking for forgiveness, you must also fulfill the condition of searching your heart and ensuring that you hold no grudge against anyone and that you have forgiven everyone who has offended you. Now, having fulfilled these conditions, ask in faith, believe that what God has said he will do for you, if you do this or that, then he will do it. As opposed to the prayer of faith, is the prayer of presumption where the conditions are not fulfilled but yet the person is asking and believing. That is not the prayer of hope. No matter how hard the person believes so strongly that the Lord will do what he said he will do. If you have not fulfilled the condition, that is not the prayer of faith. And once the prayer of faith is not made, James 1 verse 7 tells us, Let not that man think that he shall receive anything from the Lord. You will not receive anything from the Lord if you have not fulfilled the conditions. Fulfill the conditions and that's not where it stops. Believe. If you don't believe but you have fulfilled the conditions, you will still not receive anything from the Lord. So, learn to ask in faith. Another example of what it means to ask in faith is when we are told to ask for the Holy Spirit. In the book of Luke 11 verse 13, Jesus said that if we ask for the Holy Spirit, it shall be given us. So, what is the condition? The only condition there is ask. But then also in the book of Acts 5 verse 32, we read there that we are his witnesses and so is the Holy Ghost whom the Lord has given to those who obey him. So the Holy Ghost in the sense of the gifts of the Holy Ghost now, the gifts, not necessarily the strength and power to overcome sin. The gift of the Holy Ghost is given to those that obey. So let us just talk about the Holy Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit in the sense of its work for us to help us to overcome sin. That one was what Jesus was referring to in Luke 11 verse 31. He wasn't referring to the gifts of the, the, of the Spirit there. He was referring to rather the Holy Spirit that gives us power to resist temptations, bring things to our remembrance and also helps us to have the grace that's the fruit now. 
to give us temperance, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Such things are not restricted to those that obey because if you obey, you already have those things. So we want to have love. We want to be patient. We realize that we are easily angered. We realize that we always fall into the scene of intemperance, either in sensuality or overeating and all of that. And we cannot resist these temptations in our own strength. As we are told in, in the first paragraph of our, of our devotion today, we need to, de- to educate the soul to lay hold and hold fast the rich promises of Christ. The Lord Jesus knows that it is not possible for us to resist the many temptations of Satan only as we shall have divine power given us from God. What is this divine power? Jo- uh, Acts chapter 1 verse 8 Ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. John chapter 1 verse 12 As many as received him, that received Jesus, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. The Holy Ghost is the one that gives us power to resist temptations. It is true that grace is supplied to us through divinity and the divinity being represented is not necessarily Jesus or the Father but the Holy Spirit. That is the divine power that is given to us to live the life of divinity also which is a life that is free from sin, overcoming temptations. That one now, the only condition that is needed to receive that power is ask that's all that's why jesus said in luke chapter 11 verse 13 that anyone who asks for the holy spirit it will be given him do not let anyone to make you think that the condition for receiving the holy spirit is so-called speaking gibberish which they say is speaking in tongues there are many who believe that the evidence that you have the holy spirit is when you start to speak in tongues and then the holy spirit comes upon you that's not true in luke 11 13 there jesus says that the condition for receiving the holy spirit says there i say in verse 13 says if ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children how much more shall your heavenly father give the holy spirit to them that ask him so to receive the Holy Spirit in the context of power to overcome sin. The only condition is ask. When you find yourself in times of temptation, ask. We'll talk about how to ask. We've already said in previous devotions yesterday, if you want to know how to pray, learning how to pray, you can listen to devotion for May 4th and then talking about the conditions that must be fulfilled, you can listen to the one of May 3 and May 2. So, But now we're talking about the praying in faith. Here, the only condition is to ask. Therefore, when we find ourselves in times of temptation, just simply ask. That's what Jesus says. Then, we also must remember that Jesus has also told us that that asking must be in faith. That is, believe that you will receive it. So, when you ask, you're not going to see any dove come upon your head and then you'll be energized, uh, like feeling some uh, physical strength per se. But you must believe that you have received. Believe that God has given it to you and rejoice in hope and walk in accordance to his will. In in the book of uh, Jeremiah 31 verse 31, here we see another promise given to us of God. Another wonderful promise. Jeremiah 31 31 says, Behold, the days are coming, saith the Lord 
that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the days that I brought them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant which they break, though I was a husband unto them. Verse 32, But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts, in their minds, and write them on their hearts. And they will be my people, and I will be their God. This is a promise God has given to us. We can, in faith, ask, Lord, write your law in my heart. Write it in my mind. And then even it goes on to say in that same Jeremiah 31, reading downwards to verse 33. No more shall any man teach his neighbor, or any man say to his neighbor, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. And I will forgive their iniquity, and their sins I will remember no more. Based on this promise, it is now left for us to take hold of this promise and ask the Lord, You have said this is what you will do for me. You can merge that with other promises like 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13, where it says, They had no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not permit you or suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that ye may be also able to bear it now it is left for us to in time of temptations ask these are promises made from the lord ask him to supply to you the the, the answer to what he has said he will do which is to make a way of escape in this context so it is our duty to pray in faith that is ask for the things that god said he would do in 1 corinthians 10 13 he said he will make a way of escape for every temptation all temptation that he will make a way of escape so we can faithfully fervently ask the lord saying you said you will make a way of escape for me in time of temptation please do it for me now grant me your spirit you said you will give to me your spirit in times of uh, temptation and need please grant to me your spirit and then you must believe while making these requests this is what it means to pray the prayer of faith then how about being importunate jesus took his time to ensure that we understand clearly that our prayers must be importunate i will be reading now from luke 11 from verse 5 it says and he said unto them which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto his friend lend me three loaves for a friend of mine in his journey is come to me and i have nothing to set before him and he from within shall answer and say trouble me not the door is now shut and my children are with me in bed i cannot rise and give thee i say unto you though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend yet because of his importunity he will rise and give him as many as he needed amen here jesus is telling us how to make importunate prayers you don't make importunate prayers for things that god does not ask you to do it for he gave the subject matter for which we are to make our importunate prayers of course, we know we can make importunate prayers for victory over sin, for growth in grace, for change of character, for conversion. 
we need to make changes in this area and that area we need the holy spirit to grant us his graces like the temperance the uh, gifts of goodness and love and self-control and uh, joy all those things you can be importunate importunate means persistent keep asking for them you may not have received immediately but wait on the lord and keep asking but in this context you see that god is saying to us that whenever we are asking to give to help somebody else who is in need when the the need the, with the subject matter and the motive for our prayer is not selfish we are not asking amiss like in the book of james 4 verse 1 to, to 3 where he says in verse 3 you ask but you receive not because you ask amiss that you want to consume it on your lust but this person was not asking to consume on his lust he had a friend who he wanted to give bread what does bread represent the word of god in ministry when we ask the lord give me bread i want to teach somebody else and not just bread but anything at all that pertains to the well-being and uplifting of humanity to bring them out of darkness into the marvelous light of the lord when we go to ask god this is what i need whether it is equipment whether it is favor of any kind whether it is financial help if you ask the lord for those things not because you want to consume it on your lust but because you have a friend who is in need and you want to help that person if you importune the lord persistently ask god for those things he has a prerogative he's not saying i'll give you exactly what you ask for but he will supply the need in one way or another you may ask for something that you think is what is needed to answer the prayer or to help your friend one thing you are sure of is the lord will help your friend it may not be in the exact way and manner you asked for it but the one thing you can be sure of is that need will be satisfied as for the manner and the way it must not be how you asked but as for the need because it is according to the will of god because you are asking to give to bless someone else it is not to consume it on your lust and the giving now we are referring to is in context of lifting man out of darkness into god's marvelous light as far as that is the reason for which you are asking jesus is teaching us here that persistent prayers in that direction will certainly be answered however if we make persistent prayers for selfish things james 1 verse 3 tells us god will not answer us because we are asking for things that we want to consume upon our lust in james chapter 4 verse 1 to 3 it says that the people were asking and they were even fighting and warring maybe perhaps praying violently and earnestly for something but there in verse 2 and 3 it tells us you ask and you don't receive because you ask amiss you're asking wrongly because you want to consume it on your loss the lord will not give but when we are asking in the according to the will of god he will certainly give it to us so importunate prayer must be done in the right direction you cannot importune god or persist in asking for something that he has said he will not give an example is seen in the book of uh, 2 corinthians chapter 12 where paul was talking about his sickness he said a messenger of satan was sent to buffet him so that he would not be exalted above measure he was actually referring to a problem he had with his eyes and he said he prayed to the lord that that problem should be taken away from him but the lord did not give him his answer three times he asked but three times the lord said my grace is sufficient for you in your weakness there is my strength made perfect 
the Lord did not give him answer to that prayer. Even though he was earnest, he was fervent, and he was importunate, persistent, God did not give him that. Why? It is God's prerogative. God, all he needed was strength. He felt that if his eyes is cured, he will work better for God. But God felt, God said, you can work for me with that problem. I will supply strength for you. Even though you have this problem, I will supply the strength. All that you need is the strength. It's not necessarily the curing of the eyes. And so it is with many of us. We may ask God for something, healing, or for a material thing. That in our own eyes, it is good. We need it for the right purposes. We are not being selfish about it. But the Lord knows what is best. That is why, no matter how we pray fervently and importunate in our prayers when we are asking for temporal blessings now temporal blessings not spiritual blessings but temporal blessings material things money even though you want to use it for the work of god with all your heart you are sincere whenever you ask for things in that direction you must always end it by saying not my will O lord but let your will be done but in spiritual blessings that i mean is asking for spiritual growth overcoming sin resisting temptation change of bad habits in such things it is already the will of god we are very sure of that be importunate be persistent be earnest be fervent keep asking the lord and he will give it to you but what does it really mean to be earnest and fervent in our prayers we are told in the book of james 5 reading from verse 16 the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much what does it mean to be effectual and fervent in our prayer the example is given right here in the same james chapter 5 reading from verse 17 an example of what it means to be earnest and fervent in prayer it says elias that is elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months and he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit let us see what this prayer was like in the book of 1 kings chapter 18 reading from verse 41 to 45 it says and elijah said unto ahab get thee up eat and drink for there is a sound of abundance of rain so ahab went up to eat and to drink and elijah went up to the top of carmel and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees and said to his servants go up now look towards the sea and he went up and looked and said there is nothing and he said go again seven times and it came to pass at the seventh time that he said behold there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand and he said go up and say ahab prepare thy chariot and get thee down that the rain stop thee not and it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and there was a great rain and ahab rode and went to jezreel this is an example of what it means to be earnest in prayers earnest does not mean seven times alone earnest simply means keep asking until you receive answers to your prayer it is important that our prayers are earnest because it shows that we really mean what we're asking for I gave an example before and I'll still give it again. It happens to me in daily life and it happens to almost everybody. You realize that when you are, let me say for example for myself, I may be doing something and I realize, oh, I have not drank water, I want to drink water. Or I need something, it may not even be water. And I ask someone, please help me get this. Now, maybe the person doesn't get it for me. If I am really in need, what's going to happen? 
I'll ask again. I'll say the per- I'll ask the person. I thought I told you to give me this. Please help me get it. And then the person may not take me seriously and go and get it. But look at this scenario. I ask and the person doesn't bring it. And I also forget that I even asked. What's going to happen? I will go on for some days or even hours depending on what the thing is. And maybe one time when I really see my need, I'll now remember. Oh, that's true. It might be two days later. I thought I asked this person to do this and that for me. That shows that within that two days, you didn't see your need. The thing was not brought to you. There was no answer to your request. And you didn't even notice that there was no answer to your request. Why? Because that thing was not important to your mind. Not that it's not really important. But you did not see its importance because you forgot. It was not something you really needed. You forgot what you needed. So that is why earnest and importunate prayer is important. It shows that we realize our need. That's why we must keep asking of the Lord. The Lord has given us this parable we just read now of the man who was asking so that he can give his friend as an example of importunate prayer and why it is necessary. Men always ought to pray and not to faint. That's what he says. In the case of Elijah, we see him asking for something he knows God has said he will do and he kept on asking until he received answers to his prayer. That is what it means to be fervent. Don't give up. I've seen people struggling with bad habits just on the verge of the precipice saying i have tried i have tried to give this thing up and it's not working i give up and they go in their sins do what they want to do feeling believing that the lord cannot help them but the problem is that they are not persistent and you give up too easily you let go of the hand of the lord too quickly you have to wait on the lord how long i don't know is it hours? Maybe. What of seconds? Perhaps. Days? Yes. Months? Yes. Mo- years? Yes. You can wait as long as possible. Don't ever give up on God. When you are asking, if you know that God has promised that thing, then keep asking. Especially when it has to do with victory over sin and over bad habits. Keep asking and don't give up. If you give up, it shows a lack of faith and that's why it says you're, you are double-minded and it says let not that man think that he will receive anything of the Lord. Believe. If you really believe the Lord can do it, then why did you stop asking? When you stop, it is because you stop believing that the Lord can do it. If you kick or you drop something somewhere and you know, okay, let me say, something get lost, you kick the ball into a bush and you see the ball, it entered into that bush. And you go and start searching for the ball in that bush. If you don't see it because you have searched for one hour, will you go and check your house? What magic has taken that ball from the bush to the house? You know very well that that ball is not in the house. So why are you going to check in the house? You have stopped believing that the ball is in the bush. But if you are very sure the ball is in the bush, you will clear that bush if you don't find it. And you will stand there. It will be a mystery to you that you you can't find the ball. And you will keep staying there and keep wondering, why is it that I cannot find this thing? You will remember how you saw it going to that bush. And you will keep wondering, why haven't I received that? You keep checking there because you know that was what you saw. You believe because you are very sure that the ball is in that bush. This is what it means when we say, ask the Lord continuously. Are you sure the Lord has answers? If you are sure he has answers, you will not leave him alone. You will not let go of his hands because you are very sure he has the answer. So you will stay there. That is what the woman or the Syrophoenician woman did. She came 
and asked the Lord for something. And even though Jesus gave her a rebuttal that looked like an insult, he said that it is not wise to give bread that is meant for the children to dogs, referring to that woman as a dog. And then the woman said, Yes, Lord, truth, Lord. But even the dogs eat from the crumbs that fall from the table, showing that she was not going to be turned away. No matter what happens while she's asking the Lord for answers to her prayer, nothing like embarrassment or God's reluctance, so apparent reluctance actually, is going to stop her from receiving answers. She remained there and asked and the Lord said, this is great faith and then he gave her answers to her prayers. If we believe that the Lord has answers, you will not leave him alone. It is when you stop believing and doubting, that is when you leave him alone. The prayer of faith stays and waits in faith, rejoices in hope, it asks in faith and doesn't give up. What are you struggling with? Whatever the habit is, is it sexual sin? You are not the only one in it. Many are struggling with sexual sin. Is it pride, impatience, anger? Whatever the problem is, ask the Lord for it and wait on Him. Don't let go of His hand too quickly. Wait for how long? The longest possible time there is. Keep waiting and keep asking. Keep fulfilling the conditions. The Lord will give you answers to your prayers and make you victorious. I pray that we all will take advantage of this privilege of prayer and receive answers. Amen. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you for today. We thank you for the precious lessons which you have given unto us. In our own weakness, we confess that indeed we are weak and we seek that you help us. As we have learned today that no matter how long it takes, we should always be patient in our prayers. We should be more earnest and we should have more intent and purpose when we ask you for whatever we need so we pray dear father that from this day onwards you help us to have more faith the faith that will stand even despite of long prayers that needs to be answered so we pray that you help us to put these lessons into heart and you help us that these lessons may make us better christians even as we go through our activities for the day we pray that you be with us and help us to learn the act of communion with you every moment throughout the hours of the day. This is our prayer this morning, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.